Hi, I'm Iran Katz, and welcome to the Family of Virtues podcast. Thank you for joining me on the Family of Virtues podcast. I would like to take this opportunity to thank our listeners from all over the world who are tuning into these podcasts week in, week out from over 20 different countries now. Your support and encouragement is invaluable to us. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. For more information, please head to familyofvirtues.com slash rate. That's familyofvirtues.com slash rate. And lastly, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Family of Virtues. It is a delight for me to welcome our next guest today. Iran Katz is a clinical psychologist and parenting counselor. He specializes in attachment theory. He's also the father of two children who are his best parenting teachers. He believes that parenting is one of the most important jobs we will ever do. That is why he created the Apparently Parent and the Parenting Map Society. And we'll learn much more about that in a few minutes as well to help you move your family from chaos to harmony. I love that. From chaos to harmony, building an enduring, meaningful relationship with our children. Iran my pleasure to have you on this podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure as well. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Iran, to get us started and your background, your work. All right. So as you've said, I'm a clinical psychologist. I have been practicing for almost, a, I think, a decade already uh, mm. since finishing um, you know, um, graduate school. And I, I did start as a child psychologist. That was what I studied. And with time, I transitioned more into working with adults. And I think it's interesting because I did start with child psychology because I had this almost romantic uh, thinking about, you know, we're going we're gonna to take care of the problems before they start. You, right. uh, instead of, you know, uh, treating 30, 40, 50 years old people, healing their childhood wounds, let's, let's grab them when it's fresh. <laughs> and and I, I still believe it's true, but with time I learned that uh, you know it's not it's not easy, and mm. it's really complex because it's not only about the child; it's also about the parent as well and the environment yes. at large. I also used to in my training. I also worked uh, in schools, so a little bit of school psychology. So you know, there's a whole lot of environment. It's not only about the child himself or herself. So. I think with time, with my practice, I started to get more inter be more interested in in parenting and what mm. parents do better and what they can uh, improve and what they should refrain from doing. And especially since I became a parent myself, I have two children. Uh, mm -hmm. One is seven years old and the other is three years old. And mm. and as you've said, I, I like to say that they're my best parenting teachers because I learn a lot about being a parent from them and it's an mm. ongoing process and i started to think more about um what we as parents should know and what we can do in order to have the best relationship with our children and this is what led me to you know to creating first a blog then a podcast and and the rest of it brilliant brilliant i i, I like that transition that you spoke about that you know focusing on the child um, but then after that, having the realization that there are elements around that child that are responsible in creating the environment in which the child is supposed to thrive. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the child, him or herself, but it's that environment around the child, which is, 
you know, of course, the, the parents as well. No, I think it's it's really, yeah. it's important transition. It's kind of, in a way, it's not, you know, this is not a podcast about the history of psychology, but in a way, it's kind of <laughs> the move that happened in, in, in the 20th century from focusing yeah. on the individual to focusing on the environment as well. And, Absolutely. And I think it's just literally what, what I felt that I was trying to ho- work with a child, but then his his parents may take his or her life to different places. And you know, as a psychotherapist, you work with a child once a week, maybe twice a week. The children are with their parents twenty four seven, you know, yeah. or you know, between yeah. parents and, and school. So if Absolutely. you don't think about that, and if you don't help those people uh, to create a better connection with the children, it's gonna be a lot harder to really improve their lives. There's a lot that happens in, in the home life that creates a sort of disposition or a personality or, or how ready a child is coming to learn. How receptive is a child able to come to learn in school yeah. because of a lot of the baggage that the child may carry from home. So it is definitely, you know, that kind of partnership. And when I sent you a whole list of virtues, I know you picked one. And I'm going to read that one today and we're going to keep sort of anchoring back and forth to it. And the one that you picked was commitment. Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, I'm going to read it and then we'll reflect on it in the context of our conversation. So commitment. Commitment is caring deeply about a person, a goal or a belief. Once we discern a direction, we go for it wholeheartedly. We don't hold back, second guess our decision or hesitate to act on it fully. We set our goals and we achieve them. We make promises and we keep them. We go the extra mile. We are faithful to our relationships and don't allow problems to make us waver. Keeping our commitments strengthens our inner integrity. It deepens our capacity to carry responsibility with grace. Mm-hmm. Iran, how, how do these words resonate with you and the work that you're doing? I think I think uh, those words are really really important. It's something you know. What wh- one should read those words every morning, maybe, <laughs> or, or, before you, or maybe before you go to bed. And I'll put it in the show notes. Now that you, you're the first one to suggest it, so I'm going to put it in the show notes. <laughs> and by the way, I truly believe that if you do that, it's going to affect how you think about it. Because yeah. um, before you go to bed, and, and or right be- uh, after you wake up, your your brain is really primed. To, for learning and for you know making mm. sense of what 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 has been going on for the entire day so this is really the, the best of times to um to really commit and, and to put your intent on something now when you think about commitment and when when, when I, I saw your list of um, of different virtues and values there are many that resonated with, with me and and my work as well but the, com- the commitment part uh, spoke um, a lot to me and because I think as parents this is one of one of the biggest things that we we do we commit to something that is uh, out, external of us and and maybe something that is also bigger than us mm. but uh, in in the same sense it's also one of the hardest things that we do because mm. uh, and and some parents may disagree but i think deep down in in their hearts they will know what i'm talking about because it's it's easy to say that i'm going to love this child for the for the rest of his life and i'm going to do everything I can for that child and I'm going to give up my life for the child and things like that. This 
phrases of commitment, but it's really hard to really commit to that because you, you, you have yeah. your own life and you have your relationship with your spouse and your work. And, and what do you do? You know, for example, when your child is sick and, and you yeah. can't take a sick day off from work, so you have to find a solution where your mm. commitment is there. This is something that can be confusing for parents. Mm. So this is why I think commitment can also be a hard thing to, to grasp. Um, yeah. But you know, if I'm reading those words again, because I have it in front of me, and mm. you know, we don't hold back, we don't second guess our, our decision or hesitate to act on it fully. We set goals and achieve them. We make promises and keep them. And that, I think that is one of the best lines here. We make promises yeah. and we keep them. And you know, when you bring a child into this world, you make a promise and it's, it's, it's a silent promise. It's not a, you know, a two-way mm. contract. But you bring right. a child into this world and you kind of make a promise to the child that you're going to take care of him or her. Yeah. You're going to, yeah. you know, first of all, you're going to help them survive and then you're going to help them live their best lives uh, as possible. Or at least if you're the kind of parent that, you know, resonate with, with your podcast or mine with these kinds of, of, of way of being, this is what you, you want to promise for your child. And, and being committed to that can really help you when it's hard. And, yes. and this is, this is uh, when I think about what I'm trying to do and how I'm trying to help with the parenting map um, is about how to help, how to help yourself as a parent to be, mm -hmm. to stay committed and, you know, go through those uh, darker times, the, the storms, the hardships, which everybody yeah. has, everybody has those moments. That's right. Yeah. And, 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 and I like that because we're looking at commitment as a long term thing. So, you know, yes, it does say and, and we, we, we discussed earlier that, you know, we make promises, we need to keep them, we need to do all of that kind of stuff. But it's not necessarily, um, you know, time constrained. If there are challenges that we're facing, we're committed to our children. So we're committed to them for the long haul. Mm -hmm. And there are things that will happen, like the ups and downs that you spoke about, things with our work, things with spouses, with relationships, with all of that kind of stuff. But we look at that commitment as a long-term, uh, you know, as, as a long-term virtue mm -hmm. that, that we're holding between us and, and, and the child. And I think that's really, really important. When we speak about your framework, you have spoken about going from a place of chaos to a place of harmony, if that's ever possible in parenting, which is which is why, <laughs> or or maybe it's chaos to organized chaos or some <laughs> some some kind of orderliness in our lives or something yeah, maybe like that. Maybe it's but, an harmonious chaos. <laughs> harmonious chaos, right? So 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 take us through that. Take us through this this map framework. Uh, unlayer it bit by bit, and then we'll have our discussions along the way. So what is this framework that you've created? Okay, so so for sure, and th thanks for for asking. I think uh, if you, your um, comment about is it possible? It's really important because I believe mm. it's possible, but I believe it's possible if you remember that it's an ongoing effort, and it's Absolutely, not it, yes. it, it's not anything yeah. uh, that's binary. It's not a one or zero. It's not black and white. It's not either chaos or harmony. Because yeah. you're constantly moving. It's, it's, it, uh, uh, the same way that we're constantly having different emotions. So one moment we're sad and the next we can be happier and then we get angry with something. This as well is something that's happening in our relationship with our children. Sometimes we're feeling more chaotic and sometimes mm -hmm. we're feeling more harmonious. But what I want to help parents do is to be as, as much as possible in the harmonious parts 
And when I'm talking about chaos and harmony, I'm really thinking about the way we, first and foremost, how we, the parents feel. Do we feel right. that our family and our relationships and our parenting is chaotic, is all over the place? We have no idea what we're doing. We're just pulling ideas from here and there. Or do we have um, something that is more organized in our minds and we know where we want to go? Mm. And when we know where we're going to go, and it, it, you know, it speaks well to what you said about commitment as a long whole game, you know, for the long term, mm -hmm. when you want to, you know, where we want to go as a parent, you, you can stay more committed to your path and, yeah. and you know how, how to respond and how to approach your child in a more harmonious way. Okay. Right. So, right. and the way I, and, and so you, if you want me to talk about the framework itself, uh, I call it the parenting map. Yes. And, And before I, before I go to the framework, I want to share with you a metaphor that I always like to use when thinking about parenting. And I do this in my podcast and also with my clients. And I like this metaphor of sailing. I like to, sailing. Yeah. I like to say that when you became a parent, mm -hmm. like when you, it doesn't matter whether you are a dad or a mom. Okay. When you became mm. a parent, it's like someone handed you Uh, a document saying that now you're the owner of a ship and it can be, mm. you know, whatever you like. It can be a small boat and it can be a huge, uh, magnificent, uh, you know, yacht, whatever you feel like, whatever your, your mind is taking, uh, is bringing up. Now you're mm. the owner of that ship and it's up to you to take care of the ship and to, to always bring it to, to calm and safe waters because that ship holds a really precious cargo, which is your family. Okay. Right. And now you're the captain of the ship, but no one ever yes. taught you how to be a captain of a ship. You didn't go mm. to, I don't mm. know, naval school. So you did grow up on someone else's ship, right? Yeah. So you picked up some stuff, some good stuff, some bad stuff. Okay. But no one really taught you how to navigate, how to navigate, yes. you know, during night when you don't see the stars, when you don't have a GPS, when you, no one ever taught you what to do when pirates come. Okay, so yes. there and there, these are all, of course, metaphors for for bad thoughts and and tantrums and and stuff like that. And and what you need is is a guide and a map. And this is the parenting map. Mm. So and the parenting map is is really the, an acronym. M A N P stand for the framework. And there are three pillars in the framework, and mm. th those are mind, uh, attachment, and purpose. Right. So. I, I don't think there's a really uh, specific order that we should go through that, but uh, let's start with the mind part. Uh, the mind Great. part, or sometimes I call it the mindfulness part, because mindfulness is something that is really talked about in recent years, especially in the psychology and also in parenting fields. Um, the mind part, the mind pillar is all about understanding what's going on in your mind first, uh, mm. and then in your child's mind, because when you really understand how the brain works, how the brain, and it's, it's not about brain, you know, hardcore neurological brain science. You don't no. have to be, uh, you, you don't need to have a PhD. You just need to understand the fundamental principles of what the brain wants, which is safety, and how mm -hmm. does it try to achieve that. Then you can strategically 
uh, approach your own mind and your child's mind in better ways. So for example, mm. many parents, when they need to discipline their child, you know, because their child is now running into the street, which no, one, no parent mm. wants the child to do that. Uh, one of the immediate re- reactions we do is we yell, we scream. Some parents uh, uh, use some, some physical force or punishment, which I'm, I'm strictly right, against, yeah. against. And, mm. and, and some parents use, you know, you, you use punishment, you use fear mechanisms, even if you don't mean to. It's kind of the go-to mm. mechanism that many parents go to, maybe because they learn to do that yeah, from their parents. Yeah, we were on that ship. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. But when you understand what really happens mm. to the brain of your child when he's scared, You, yeah. you understand that he can learn nothing in those moments because Absolutely, they're yeah. focused on their survival and the yeah. learning parts of their brain are shut off. And so, so if you know that, okay, yeah. and you're committed to being a better parent, okay? So yeah. this is another pillar that I'm going to talk about. But if you know that, yeah. you, you will know how to approach your child better and how to you know, discipline or teach him without fear. That's one, one little yeah. example. Absolutely. I, I, like, I like what you said about the mind, because like, like you said, we need to just understand the basics. And if you just look at the basics, I mean, we need to treat our children as human beings here mm-hmm. and apply ourselves into a particular context where somebody else may be, may be yelling at us or screaming at us, or we are in a situation where we are feeling intimidated, let's say by an employer or by an extremely assertive person. Now, At that moment in time, even we as adults will be defensive. Mm-hmm. At that moment in time, even we go into survival mode. We aren't really thinking or digesting what that person who's screaming out loud is saying to us. Exactly. At that time, we're thinking about how can they say this to us? What am I going to feel like? I'm so embarrassed. I'm so humiliated. What are other people going to think of me? Can somebody hear, uh, hear the screaming in the next room? There are all of these things that are going through our mind. And the last thing that we are processing is actually what's being said. Exactly. And, and we're exactly the same, but when it comes to our children, sometimes I, I don't know what it is. It's our own insecurities. Sometimes when these things happen in front of other people, we're going there and, and because we just are not doing it in a peaceful way, it's because we are insecure about what others may think of our parenting. How did our child do that? Yeah, you know? yeah. So sometimes I feel it's our projections on them. That's the reason why we aren't settled and we aren't calm. Exactly. So this is, why, this is exactly uh, what happens. And, and sometimes we, don't, uh, we disregard that. And, you know, you mm. can give the, exa- the, the classic example of a child in, in a grocery store that wants a candy and the parent refuses yeah. to give the candy. And then the child goes into a tantrum. And the parent... Yes. feels like the, hor- the most horrible parent in the world and now everybody's looking <laughs> at me and what they are thinking about me and, and they're probably thinking that I, I, I need to, you know, get my shit together. Sorry for that word. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and then I, I'm going to act in a way that's not really congruent with my own values because, I, because of those b- thoughts that I'm having. That's so right, yeah. so in, in the mind pillar, the, the major work is actually about a First and foremost, getting to know your own triggers, your own f- um, limiting beliefs, yeah. your own fears, mm-hmm. your own the judgmentals, what other people are thinking of me. And, and when you realize that, when you really get, you know, get familiar with those, you are more able to move away from them and act in a more um, a authentic way, responsible way. So yeah, that's, that's a huge part of that. So 
Yeah. Just to speak on that classic example on the supermarket and, and, and the child with the tantrum as well. We've spoken a lot about it on this podcast when we speak about the virtues. Um, not only do we acknowledge children when we see them demonstrating a, a virtue, we acknowledge and give them an affirmation, but we also do guidance and correction. So just a reminder to parents and to listeners as well, that if you are going into a supermarket, you're a parent. As any teacher would, mm -hmm. as a parent, you would be able to anticipate the type of issues that may crop up when you enter a space. So the idea is that before you go into a space to think about how you need to guide your child, what are the boundaries? We're only getting down if this happens. And if this does not happen, what do you think we should do? And the child will more often than not come up with a reasonable thing and say, well, I won't get anything or I'll go home or we'll go home or the next time I won't come. So, set up those boundaries before we get into those spaces. And that allows us then to, to be mindful because we are mindfully speaking to our children and our children are also mindfully entering this space, right? So yeah. you get that chaos to harmony thing. I'm getting it now, see? <laughs> <laughs> chaos to harmony thing as well. So yeah, I mean, mindfulness. And, and, and what's next? So the next part is the A is, stands for attachment. Now, mm. uh, attachment uh, is, is a theory in psychology, the attachment theory. It's kind of famous, and it's, it's my favorite theory in, in the psychological field. I think it's a very integrative and profound uh, theory and practice. I, I use mm. attachment in my own research now um, as a PhD student. I use it in my private practice when I'm working with parents, with adults, even unrelated to parenting. And, and in the framework, it's all about how to create a, a secure attachment with your child. So mm. um, without going into too many details, attachment can be either secure or insecure. And there are more details in the insecure, but we don't, go, we don't want to go into that. But when you have a secure connection with your child, it means that your child really feels that you are there for them, no mm. matter what no matter how mm -hmm. they, uh, they act, because you're the responsible adult, you're the bigger and wiser person, you will take care of them. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you will know, and this is something we teach, you will know how to help your child regulate their own emotions uh, when they feel stressed or fearful or anxious. Um, right. Because what happens in, in many different situations is that parents don't really know how to react to those bad emotions. And, yeah. and then uh, they tend to either dismiss those emotions or, or make too much of a fuss out of them, and we, which eventually leaves the child feeling alone. So I can give you a simple mm. example, something that happened uh, a couple of years ago, and I still remember, I was with my seven years old as a boy, and he was back then maybe four years old, and we were on a playground. And he was mm. climbing on some ropes and there was a, another child that we didn't know, but another boy, roughly the same age, climbing on, on some, I think he wanted to go down a slide or something. But when he was up, up there, he got scared because it was high for him and he started to cry a little bit and ask for his daddy's help. And his dad... His dead response was really engraved in me because it was something like, there's nothing to be afraid of, uh, it's, it's okay. Now, it's really natural for us to react in that way, I must say. But when you do that, you miss something really profound because for, for that dad who's an adult, 
it's really not scary because he sees the whole picture and he knows that even if the child falls down, it's probably going to be okay. And then yeah. also he's there to catch him, but he doesn't realize that the child is genuinely afraid. So yes. when, when you dismiss that emotion, you, you miss a, a really crucial uh, connection point with your child, which may sometimes leave your child feeling even in, if, even if your child doesn't think those thoughts in that way, they are engraved in his subconscious mind. It, it makes the child feel alone and, you know, my daddy doesn't understand me. So, mm. you know, if it happens time and time again, maybe I should stop uh, telling my, my father that I'm afraid yeah. or my mom that I'm sad, etc. So then you have a, a, um, a disrupted attachment in the sense that you're feeling uh, less secure about, about the world and you don't have yeah. any, any attachment figure to rely on. And this is something that... Yeah. Uh, you know, in the I, I must say that in the attachment psychological literature, we talk about that um, the basis of attachment is formed in the first year of life. Okay, but the parents yeah. I work with have children that are three, four, five, or even older children. It doesn't mean that you cannot change whatever happened. Okay, yeah. you can always, and that's the hallmark of a secure attachment. You can always fix. You can always, mm. as as far as again, you're committed to that. As far as you know what you're doing and why you're doing that, there's, um, mm. you you can move forward. So yeah. that's that. Attachment I think it's about pillar. being what what I get, what I gathered from that is about being present and being intentional, mm -hmm. isn't it? Today, if if for example your child is asking for your attention, um, never to be dismissive of it, because you've just the child's trying to open that door. And if, for example, several times we are dismissive of that particular feeling or that's not validated, we might close that door uh, even forever, as, as, as you suggested. You mm -hmm. know, as they grow older, it'll be in their subconscious mind. I'm not going to be able to get this from my parents. I'm not going to be able to get this validation. And, I, and of how it's I feel. important to say that when, when they grow up, they will probably have the same pattern in other relationships. So I'm go not going to get it from my, my spouse. So why bother telling my wife that I'm going, that something's going uh, over me, you know, I'm going through something. Yeah. And, you know, then a couple of months or years later, you find yourself um, yeah. um, disconnected from your spouse and nobody wants yes. that, you know. Yeah. And so much of this, so much of this has to do with modeling as well, Iran. Because even when you were speaking about being mindful with our children and uh, this this attachment, it's not something that we can just teach our children. It's something that they're observing even in in our relationships. That's so true. how couples are in uh, how couples are integrating being mindful with one another. How couples are actually showing attachment with one ano mm -hmm. another and being present with one another and showing that empathy. Unless children are seeing that, um, you know, there, there'll be a long way for them to go. We need to start modeling these things too. I totally agree, and that's a great comment. Yeah, there was a speaker a few weeks ago, um, uh, one of our guests. She said that she was mowing her lawn and um, her daughter called out to her and she wasn't listening and she kept mowing her lawn and her daughter called out to her again. And it was at that moment, at that moment that she just had this epiphany and she realized that that lawnmower is going to be there, that grass is going to be there. But that particular moment where the child has asked for attention mm -hmm. or the child has asked for that door to be opened may not be opened. Yeah. 
even in, in another minute or two. Yeah. So that's when she had that realization of her purpose as a parent, and we're leading to purpose now, that, that her, what is your purpose as a parent? You've brought your child in, your child needs your attention, so we need to also be purposeful when that happens. So let's, I, I think that's probably a good segue to, to um, get to purpose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so the third pillar is the purpose pillar, and it's really, you know, it, it's it's really um speaks well to commitment as well so what mm. w- what is the purpose of your parenting so you know mm. some people bring children into the world and you know you don't always always plan that but you know uh, sometimes you do and and when you bring a child into this world what do you want for that child what do you want for you from yourself as a parent and mm. and you know, you, you said at the beginning that I, I think that parenting is one of the most important jobs that we have in life. And I totally, uh, I totally think like that. And when I became a parent, I, even before I became a parent, I started to think about, about those things. And I, 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 I realized I, I felt that it's one, it's going to be one of the major uh, areas of importance in my life, not just because, you know, it takes a lot of time from you and money, because it's really important because you're bringing a, a human being into this world and you're raising that human being to be an adult. It's not a small thing. So I, I really think that when, as parents, you're connected to your own values. So this is why th- your concept of virtues really goes well with that. To your own values as a parent, mm. you know your purpose mm. as a parent. And I want to say about something about values that can also be a confusing concept or word because, we, mm. you know, we live in a very um, confusing time, not only because of, you know, COVID and stuff like that, because of the internet at large. Yeah, because, absolutely. Which, and, and, you know, I, I think the internet has brought many good things into our lives. It enables me yeah. to, you know, bring these concepts to, to your listeners and to other people around the world, which is awesome. But when, yes. when, when, when a parent has a problem and he goes to Google and he asks for a solution, <laughs> he, he will probably find a dozen of different ideas and solutions, some of them contradicting, some of them confusing, okay? And, and that, that can be tough. And it's, it's a really different way of, of parenting than our parents had and their parents had because they, you know, my parents, who could have they consulted with? They could consult with exactly. their parents, with their friends, and a couple of, a, a few parenting books, you know, Dr. Spock yes. was the main parenting book of the time, and probably that was that. <laughs> and their parents before them, they had each other. So, and today you have tons of information, which is nice, but it can be also very, uh, be very confusing. And then yeah. you kind of lose a, a sight of your own parenting style and and virtues and values and i want to help parents connect to what's important for them not what their parents tell them what you know um instagram tells them you know whatever what is important for you and that's that's the purpose pillar and when you 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 get familiar with that and i can share a nice little exercise with if you and your listeners if you want how to do that sure so sure. I'll go. I, I'll do that in a second. But when you, you yeah. when you connect it to your own uh, purpose, your own values, it's easier for you to be committed because you know where you want to go. This is your compass during a storm. Okay, you mm. know where you want to mm. go, and then it's easier for you to practice the skills of attachment, to practice the skills of mm. of mindful uh, mindful parenting, 
uh, and mindful connection with your children, even when it's hard, hard, you know, even mm. when you're standing in the middle of the grocery store with people looking at you, you don't care because you know, you know what's important. Yes. Okay. So, That's right. So, That's right. so one, one, one little exercise that I can share with you guys is think about a situation that's not easy for you and your mm. children. It can be, um, you have to t- take your child to, um, to the doctor's office and he's afraid, um, or maybe um, something around school, or, or some situation that your child is highly and negatively activated by fear, mm. anxiety, stress, anger. Maybe your child is angry with you over something. Okay, because you, yeah. I don't know, you said that he, he or she cannot have another hour of uh, screen time, for example, mm. or another mm. cookie. And, and imagine, imagine that moment. And then I want you to imagine your child 30 years from now. So maybe mm. he's 35 or, or 40, whatever, okay? And, you know, your child is going, doing his thing, going to work, uh, spending time with uh, his spouse, whatever. And you know how sometimes when you're doing something like that, you instantly and unexpectedly get a memory from 30 years ago, just like that. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and, and so your child has this memory of that moment that you thought about. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now think to yourself, and this is a wonderful journaling exercise for those of you who like to journal. Mm-hmm. What do you want your child to feel like when this memory comes up? Do you want it to be a positive memory of how his mom or dad was really there for them when he felt bad? Mm -hmm. Or do you want Mm -hmm. this to be a memory uh, of how he felt alone and and misunderstood uh, and stuff like that? Okay. And, you know... As you listen to that, uh, uh, as you listen to me explaining that, I guess most of your listeners already know where they want to go with that. But mm. I want you to try and really write it down. What does he remember? What is what does he remember being said, and and, and what does it feel like? And <clears throat> and this can really connect with your higher purpose as a as a parent. Absolutely, no, really, really powerful uh, exercise. If you sort of uh, stop and play it back and actually take some time to do that. I think it's really, um, you know, it's really meaningful what kind of impressions we are actually giving our children right now and, and how that may again bring itself out in 20, 30 years time. It's, it's definitely something interesting to do. And, and I liked what you said earlier about how our parents were doing things and how we're doing things. And there's access to a lot more information. And sometimes we get confused. And I, and I really like this purpose bit because we need to anchor ourselves in what we truly believe in. Yeah. What is it that we truly believe in? What are the values of this family? What are the virtues that are important to us? What are our strength virtues? What are our growth virtues? What would we like to work on? I think if we start having those kinds of conversations and not just between ourselves, but even with our children, like... What are your strengths and what do you think you'd like to work on? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, ch- children are like, you know, I think I need to be more patient. Um, I've, got, I've got a six-year-old kid um, and believe it or not, it's such a powerful language. As long as we use positive language, they get it. Mm-hmm. If I tell him when he's having a little bit of a, you know, he, he's, he's upset and he's about to sort of increase his voice. And I tell him, I said, I think I need you to be peaceful right now because it's not, res- it's not a respectful tone you're taking. Or, you know, I understand this isn't what you like, but show me your flexibility, please. But the only way I can do that is if he has been flexible before, 
I have been mindful to acknowledge him for it. If he has actually, you know, shown self-discipline, if he's actually shown orderliness by keeping things back in place, then I'm mindfully acknowledging him for it. So he understands what those things mean. And I think if we understand that, and if we create that anchor in our family, you know, our sense of purpose is is definitely more paramount because there are a lot of things that we like from what, the way our parents brought us up and there are things that we'd like to change. So yes, it's not so much of a copy-paste thing. And that Instagram thing that you spoke about, every single quote we read, I think it's just so confusing. <laughs> oh, maybe I should do that. Yeah. Oh, maybe I should do that. <laughs> you know, that, that, it's, that I, I feel we really need that anchor. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get to that anchor now, that that how can parents anchor themselves? How can parents guide their kids? This is the modeling thing now that we're speaking about. How can parents guide their kids in understanding and in practicing all of these things so that when they grow up, you know, they're, they're in a better place with their relationships? I think it's really uh, about being committed to to the practice of of mm. of of this anchoring of really thinking about what you're doing, and and I, I you know when you think about chaos and harmony, one of the major aspects of chaos is that there's no order, there's no um, there's no guiding mechanism, if you can say it mm. like that. Um, and, and, you know, you know, there's the chaos theory in physics. I, I don't know about that. So maybe I'm, I'm <laughs> this is not, a, not what I'm talking about. Um, but as long as, as, as parents, you, you take the time and you, you think, you say to yourself, okay, I need to, I, I want this family to work better. Okay, and it's not only not you know we we have to say I'm not talking only to parents with you know ruined families or really problematic children or dealing with major problems. Not only those families, also you know everyday families. But you 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 get to the end of the day, you're feeling exhausted, you're feeling you're misaligned with your own uh, values. When you catch yourself telling yourself. Man, I didn't parent today like I wanted to. Or man, I'm becoming like my mom or like my dad. Mm. Okay, this is mm-hmm. kind of a red flag. Not not to say that you mom or dad are bad, but it's you misalign with how you want to be. So right. so this is where this anchoring needs to get done. And I I think that um, starting to educate yourself about how yeah. how children work. You know, I, I talked about sailing, so you need to understand how ships work. Okay, you, how how the brain works in simple ma- uh, ways? How the brain works? What what does the, uh, a brain of a child needs that it's different from the brain of the adult? So the way you mm. think and see things is not the same way your child thinks or see things because your brain has developed for 20, 30, 40 years and theirs didn't have the time yet. So you know the difference. So then you you will learn the skills and strategies to approach your children in in a, in. A, how do you say, in a more positive way, in a more connected way, um, in a more responsible way. And and when you get down with yourself and you realize what mm. your purpose are and you realize what is holding you back, and that's, for me, mm. this is one of the most important parts. Realize that there are things that are holding you back, such as your own judgmental thoughts, your own beliefs about yourself or about how parenting should look like. Okay, your mm. own um, emotional triggers. Okay, 
Um, for, for example, if your child is acting or doing something that triggers um, that maybe you used to do and really triggered your parents and they, yeah. their reaction was really hard, it may trigger you as well, and, but That's you right, don't yeah. want to act in the same way, but you don't know what to do. You're like a deer in the yeah. headlights, okay? So, but yeah. when you realize that, when you befriend those areas in your life, in your mind, which we tend to push away, okay? Mm. This is where you can get more flexible and you can start to move on because um, I think it was, it's a quote that I'm hearing a lot recently. Uh, I think it was from Einstein who said that you can never solve a problem from the same mind that created the problem. Okay, so when mm. you, you when you're mm. thinking from the same place that um, that sees the problem, it's hard for you to see the solution. But the solution is always there. Right. You just need to open your knowledge a little bit and to open your mind and your heart a little bit to see that you can go somewhere else. And and yeah. this is where you start to move forward. I guess what I like about the whole conversation here is what we're trying to tell parents, and and we always do this on this podcast is we try to keep things really simple. We, we try to say that just by adopting really simple strategies in our lives, that things can get better. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I, I'm going to steal your phrase, this chaos to harmony thing is going to keep coming up now. Um, because it's just an, such a nice way to be able to explain what really simple things in our life can actually migrate from something that's chaotic to something that's more harmonious. You know, I like the fact that we spoke about that mindful bit, that attachment bit, and also then finally anchoring ourselves to our purpose. And all of this is what our commitment is, you know, as as a parent. I, I just want to add, I, I, I really believe it's all about simplicity. It, these concepts are really simple, but it doesn't mean it's an easy yes. thing to do. So it gets easier with time and, you know, with a community that helps you. But uh, simple and easy are not the same thing. But But... The fundamentals, yes. the principles are not that complicated. So you just need to no. learn that and to start to follow that. And, and I wanted to ask you, well, this one last thing. There's, we're in such a quick fix kind of generation, right? When we were growing up, the only thing instant that I had was instant noodles. <laughs> That's yeah. the only thing that would sort of be in two minutes. But right now, there's everything on demand. Yeah. But parents or, or adults, I should say, are as bad at this because they are also used to getting things on demand. It's not just the kids. So what are the first, maybe, let's say somebody listens to this and say, I want to get started. What is the one, you know, quick one, two or three things that you could advise a parent to do straight away to make them feel like as if they're making some progress in these areas? Um, well, I, I think that the first thing is to learn how to slow down, to yeah, really slow right. down, because it's it's really true that we are in a high fast-paced society and we want to get things instantly and 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 we can get things rather quickly and it's nice but um in parenting and in relationships things just don't work like that and and yeah. you you don't you not only parent your child today you're also parenting the adult is going to be this is why the exercise i took you through earlier i think it's so powerful and when you're mm. in this really fix now um, modality, it's like you're trying to always um, extinguish fires, and uh, but yeah. you don't see the whole picture. So yeah. the first thing you have to learn to do is to slow down. 
and 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 and, and really if something happens you know between you and your child and you get into a fight for example first of all mm. be compassionate with yourself you're a human being and you have emotion and that's okay but slow down and take you know a, a couple of nice long breaths and maybe you should learn how to use belly breathing to calm calm the nervous um system yes. down okay and 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 then move forward I, I, I let me give you an example of a client of mine i won't mm. give any details but this is a mother that um, found herself getting into a rather big anger um her own anger tantrums on their children on her children Mm-hmm. She, and mm-hmm. she was triggered by little stuff like a child dropping uh, spilling a carton of milk on the floor which is not nice to you know when it happens but you know you, she went into those huge yelling screams and I, I i taught her how to slow down because she reacted immediately there, there was yeah. no there yeah. was no time to even uh, think about what she's going to do i i taught her how to stop reacting and to and to to really slow down her her breathing intentionally uh, and it wasn't yeah. easy for her but she learned to do it over time to uh, to breathe slower to go to another room before she reacts you know the milk won't mm. go anywhere that's fine and then you yeah. you slow down you you call yourself down and then you can approach the situation and your children in a different way in a better way and and when you learn to slow down you you don't expect things to uh, be fixed instantly which is okay because parenting is a long haul game so yes, this is absolutely. one of the first things slow down and you know this is all about being mindful so if you want to learn yes. about more about mindful parenting or mindful techniques start to notice start learn how to how to be with yourself how to notice your own thoughts and emotions and and detach from them as they're happening and you know there are yeah. different uh, tricks and techniques that you can use but this is a whole different conversation with this uh, mother where was that coming from like when 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 parents are reacting like that straight away not even taking that space to to respond and these little triggers the the first question is where is that coming from and and the second one is does it always happen or does it only happen when they're not in a good space uh because of what what's going on in their life at that you time you mean the parent yeah um yes and no i think there are many ways and uh, many different reasons for that and and, mm. and i i can't disclose any details of course but in that of course, case of course it was more about um the the past of that person uh, yeah. who, who actually grew up in a really um in an almost too um perfect family so there was no ah. so the it, 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 what what happened was there was no really place to to walk through any failure, yeah, failure yeah. and mistakes and bad emotions yeah, yeah. everything everything was quote unquote instagrammy and too perfect so she yeah. didn't learn how to cope with bad emotions and then yeah. and then th- that happens that also add yeah. in that we're talking about being it was in the period of being in lockdown for you know a couple of weeks with your children um so that's that again and there are different triggers that make you act in in different ways when you're you know even when you're, you you don't sleep enough or you're too hungry or you're stressed over other things it may come out uh, um you know in the family 
because sometimes it's easier yes. to be really angry with your children instead of you know lashing out at your boss for example so it's a, it's a combination of things but when, you yeah, know more, the, the mm. thing is you know when you when you are aware of that when you are aware that you're acting in in such an angry way and you're yeah. not sure where it's coming from you can slow down and you can notice and learn how to um how to familiarize yourself with what's going on what are your thoughts right. are what your, your emotions really are and then you may notice and that yeah you may be acting not because of that milk on the floor maybe you're acting like that because of a different reason Absolutely. Thank you for uh, sharing that example with us. Um, I'd like to go towards the practice uh, of commitment, Iran. Do you have that card with you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you'd like, you could read, uh, read through the practice of commitment and, and, and the affirmation at the end as well. Yeah, sure. So the practice of commitment, I am discerning about my decisions. I give 100% to whatever I do. I am confident in my choices. I keep my agreements. I am loyal to those I care about. I have the strength to go the distance. Mm. I am thankful for the gift of commitment. It brings passion to my purpose. I love that. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's such... Uh, what I really love about these uh, statements and these affirmations is that it's really simply written, but so powerful at the same time. And, um, you know, I'd like to invite our listeners as well, as you were hearing these words, to reflect on how what your commitments are, and where are we in terms of giving what we can to those commitments. And of course, this is a parenting podcast. We're speaking about our children. Iran uh, alerted us to stresses earlier that we are going through even during the pandemic. In fact, there was a blog that I uh, heard recently is about the, the, the virtues of the Great Reset, mm -hmm. which means that we're looking at this as a pandemic. But if we look at it in a positive way, We're looking at it as an opportunity to reset ourselves. Mm -hmm. In fact, this is a chance that no parent and no child in our history will ever have. God forbid, I really yeah. hope not. You know, so it's, it's up to us now as the adult in this space. What are we going to do with this opportunity? How are we going to realign our values? How are we going to realign our commitments? And what are we going to do? So that our actions, how are they going to be remembered in 20, 30 years time, as, as Iran alluded to earlier? So Iran, I'm going to leave the closing thoughts um, for uh, this affirmation and this the practice of commitment uh, with you. So um, I think commitment is like the, the, the overarching topic of, of, of this, this episode, of, at least for mm. our discussion. And yeah. I... I want to repeat one or two of those sentences that I read. It's, I keep my Please. agreements and I am loyal to those I care about. And this is what Absolutely. parenting is about. You care about your children. You care about their well-being today and in the future. And the future mm. is tomorrow and the future is also 30 years from now. And you know, the future is also 60 years from now. Maybe I'm not going to be around, but my children will be around and they're still going to be my children and affected yeah. by my actions and the, how I brought them up uh, into this world. And it's not only about um, me and them anymore, because they, I hope, uh, if they will choose to, will be parents themselves. So mm. the way I'm acting in a way, not in a 100% way, but in a way will also affect 
those that I care about, which are my grandchildren who are not even born yet, you know. So, you know, as parents, these are all ripple effects, you know. Um, And I I really believe that um, if we if we have a, a better impact as a, as parents, we're going to have a better impact on the world at large. Iran, thank you. You're giving me goosebumps, literally, just <laughs> thinking thinking about the future and the responsibilities that we share. And I hope, like a lot of parents, I, I don't, you know, we... I don't think our conversation has burdened anybody, uh, especially in this podcast. We think we look at things in a very simple way. We try to show and demonstrate through our conversations the beauty and and how fortunate we are to be in a position to be parents. Mm -hmm. So if we look at it like that, we shouldn't feel burdened by, oh, my God, what sort of a responsibility is this? I think when we look at this MAP, when we look at being mindful, when we look at attaching ourselves and being present, when we look at our purpose, we will find, Iran, that we we will enjoy our time with our children more. And we will recognize the beauty of this role that we have as a parent. So I, I urge that our parents look at this with positivity. Yeah. Look at this pandemic, this lockdown situation as as our anchoring space to be able to recommit our our our, our roles as parents towards our children. Uh, Iran, thank you. I want to acknowledge you for your mindfulness because the, you know you you've really explained things to us very well and in such a perceptive way using examples, analogies, metaphors that has made it so relatable and thank made you. it so easy for us to understand. Um, you know, it could have been all psychology. There's a lot of jargon and there's a, I'm sure there's a lot of research that has gone into something that's so simplistic, but you've really mindfully made it relatable for us and also for your purpose and your commitment to service by agreeing to be on this podcast. And I'm sure, you know, as you're blogging and speaking with many others to spread the word of positivity to parents all over the world. Um, you know, I really honor you for that. Thank you so much. Yeah. I want to thank uh, you as well for show. creating this, this show of yours. I think this is a wonderful, wonderful thing that you're doing. And thank you. Thank you thank for you. having me over here. Absolutely. Iran, how can, how can parents find you or how can my listeners uh, find out more about you? So first of all, you can go to uh, my website. Uh, it's called Apparently Parent. Uh, it's apparentlyparent.com. And if you're, in, we, we, we mentioned Instagram, you know, so if you're uh, yes. over there, Apparently Parent is, is where I am and you can uh, find more about me. And I have a parenting uh, group on Facebook that you can join. Um, it's called Navigating Parenting. I can uh, share the, the link with you guys. Absolutely. Yep. Um, yep. And, and I'm currently working on a program that's called the Parenting Map Society. It's not live yet, it, but uh, people can, can learn more about it in, on, my, on my website and maybe join the waitlist if you're interested in that, where we go deeper into, into this framework and how you can actually... Uh, do the work to move your your way for your family from chaos to harmony so i'll share all of that with you excellent all the great stuff that you're doing and i'll be sure to put all of this stuff in the episode descriptions as well for everybody and um, as far as family of virtues are concerned you guys know where to find us we're on facebook and instagram at family of virtues and uh, on our website at familyofvirtues.com thank you everybody for your commitment towards parenting and may god bless us all thanks so much